got News Munchies with Ted Corliss, and I love to produce a cannabis-positive message in the universe. Not necessarily positive in the sense that I'd like you to smoke more of it, but instead give you an opportunity to have an intelligent conversation with others about the reformation, medicalization, and ultimate legalization of marijuana. Reach out to us at www.newsmunchies.com. You've got Ted Corliss with News Munchies coming from Boulder, Colorado. It's another beautiful August evening here as the sun starts to go down. Uh, I say hello to you as uh, just as a friend and as someone who has had several opportunities to share conversations about some issues that I think a lot of us are facing and I think maybe... A lot of times I'm getting calls from clients or friends who want to talk about what is always presented to me as their lawyer, I guess, uh, is something that they want to talk about. But many times when I get those phone calls, you realize that those, those legal questions maybe are pretext to something else. And I think that's why I work hard to be a good listener as much as I can. And so I want to share some of the questions that have been coming to me as a friend, as, as a lawyer, and I'll make sure to tell you where those lines are drawn because I want to be open about what I know and what I don't. All right. So let's, let's jump into something that, uh, is very much in my windshield because I have a daughter starting school, uh, in these weeks ahead of us. And so you can imagine how many phone calls I get about that. And I want to share some comments other people have made. And, um, and so I think that'll be a good topic to start with. And then I think we're going to move into this issue of it has now been, I guess, in earnest six months of at least the first social issue that I have ever seen described as a pandemic. And now, talking as a lawyer, I say to you, you know, people want to know, should I do this or should I do that, um, you know, with my business or, you know, they talk about debt, of course, because cash flow on the horizon could be pretty scary. So I want to cover a couple of details in that. And then I want to, I want to end on a positive note by just promoting the idea that if you have been working in a professional environment and or professional, what word that means, just you're working in a community of people uh, that it's not, it's probably not a bad time if you've been remote to do something individually for them, reach out to them, uh, see how they are doing, you know, understand what's going on in their lives. Because a lot of people are getting a lot of rain right now in their lives by things that they never thought they would have to face. And so I want to promote some ideas about how you might be able to use this time, this extra time that you have, because come on, you have a lot on your hands. And so what you want to do with it, and I'm going to tell you some things that I've been doing with it. So, all right. So I, w I would tell you that you know, we arrived in Boulder on March 14th. We actually left a few days early uh, when my daughter's spring break started. Uh, we were early adopters, and I'll tell you why. We were early adopters when I say we acknowledge the seriousness of this. Uh, you know, um, my wife was wading into the deep end of it earlier than most, 
But I think uh, there were a couple of objective factors that put this very much right in my face. And I'll tell you what they are. They, they were very objective factors to me. I was looking to Japan uh, because in that time frame, I discovered that the, the Japanese government had shut down all of their primary and secondary schools <laughs> And then I heard that the Japanese were going to have to take a pass on the Summer Olympics. All right, so that that gets my lawyer brain uh, kind of uh, on, and it's because I sat back and thought to myself, those particular decisions made with such thrust and without hearing, public hearing, I, when I literally heard that they were going to do it and that they had done it on the same day, that got my attention. And then when I understood, and I do understand the, the role of, you know, the industrial invest, you know, investments that go into um, Summer Olympics. And I, that made me start thinking as a lawyer from understanding that somewhere, somewhere, there is a lawsuit that must be underway. I haven't looked for it, but it's the lawsuit that looks like this. You shut down the Olympics. You had no basis for that. And as a consequence of that, you breached all these contracts. And now all these credit default swap insurance company products, whatever you want to call them, are going to start raining from the sky, which means if you're the Japanese and you're making that decision, you've got something very powerful to make you drive to that decision. Wow. I mean, documentable. We're not talking about, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, a Congress. Okay. But so that got our attention very quickly. And we were the first folks at the airport to have masks on. Uh, we were at the Tampa airport with nothing. Uh, we were in gloves and masks. And then when we landed in Denver, we counted like four people walking all the way out. Obviously, things have changed dramatically since then. But uh, just that we we have personal reasons why that we feel that we would suffer consequences greater than the average bear if this thing comes knocking on our door and we have the luxury, the resources to move out of the jurisdiction, which we did. And now we are on a giant rock, a North Boulder. So you are like me and you're trying to make decisions about what you believe to be in the best interest of your child. Because you probably, like most jurisdictions in the Tampa area anyway, uh, Hillsborough County at this point in the story has decided to stall for 30 days from the opening that was originally scheduled for August 24th, I believe, or 25th. Now that's a pretty big deal uh, because I think some of that might have been, well, let me answer the first comment. Part of that might have been related to the threat of a strike from the school uh, representatives of the union for the for the school teachers, educators. You know, they were they they had a pretty good point. This is a little bit of a petri dish, and maybe I don't want to be a part of the bacterium. And so, for a lot of people, if you have the opportunity or motivation, good or bad because you have someone in your family who may be at high risk for this. And so you're saying to yourself, okay, 
I got to weigh this, but let's be honest, not everyone has the opportunity to make that decision. I understand that there are people who are not in a position to be able to stay home with their children, and that means they have to continue to rely on that relationship. That's very real, and I dig that. And so I think it is important that the institution provides some form of resources for, the, for people in that situation. I, I just don't think that's questionable. And then you have groups of people who are saying, we think either politically or scientifically that this is kind of a scam. I won't give a lot of airtime to that. But they have a situation where they want to start saying things like, well, we, we want to send our kids back and sending them back isn't enough bullshit on all your PPE, okay? And I'm hearing that from a lot of different school representatives. Not that the schools are biting on that, but that that strain is kind of burning and, and you can smell it. And it's, uh, it's awkward, you know? I, that's the most aggressive, you know? If people believe that this is some form of politically motivated mass execution of American citizens for political purposes... Uh, okay, uh, but uh, whoa, you know, but there's a lot of those people floating around, and I think I can smell those people coming, uh, so I stay away from them if that's what's going on, uh, because I want to be more practical, because when, I, when people call me, like, that's what's the whole prompting me to talk to you about this, is that I have to, I have to, I, I want to hear, that's what I mean. So you've got people that are, a little confused about whether they're, you know, and you know what it's going to look like. And truthfully, I, I'm not sure that most schools are going to have the benefit of any kind of dress rehearsal. So I think patience is the virtue here. But again, back to the answer, what do you do? Do you do A? Do you ask that the schools basically pretend they're a Tulsa political rally? Or do you require some minimal uh, PPE, personal protection equipment, at various intervals, or what are the rules? Well, these rules are probably being written as, we, as I'm recording this. And so I think the way to handle that is be honest about the fact that science is not something that goes as fast as Twitter may want it to. And it's just best to look for what I refer to to people as prudence. You know, if you've got an 81-year-old friend, which I do, love the man, and I am very cautious about anybody publishing material to suggest to him that PPE isn't a good idea for him because of some stupid belief that they believe some particular political wing, that's absurd. Uh, because you must ask yourself, it's not a question of whether you're right, should he wear a mask? You ask yourself, what is prudent? Is it prudent to promote the idea that given the dynamic nature of this disease, that it's probably not a good idea to start making imprudent suggestions to vulnerable people? And so that's what I wanted to share with you, which is if you're one of those people that are whispering in the ears of my friends and telling them that PPE is a joke, roll your eyes, you know, why don't you take a break and uh, move on? to something else. But I don't think most people believe that. I think everybody right now is a little frightened. I am. And so I tell them on the issue of what do you do now with your child? 
And then you, you kind of bump into this idea of what are the legal ramifications of that? Well, as I started, I told you, I don't really know anything about that. Um, I think there are very good lawyers that know how to deal with that. Mr. Ted ain't one of them. So, but what, here's what I say. Based upon your resources, because you have to consider all those things, th that's on the asset side. But then the liability side is, if you introduce your child into what is at least an ambiguous situation, and let's be honest, it's going to be ambiguous. There's no guarantees. I'm certain every one of us have seen something that we've read that if we send our kid back and they catch it, that's not on them. And I don't know that they could ever guarantee that it wouldn't occur. In fact, I, all indications, if you look at most school openings, are reflecting that PPE is kind of not enforced. And my understanding of the numbers is that if you have a defined community and they don't have at least 80% in, you know, PPE consistently, then there's no point. And so, again, I, I like the numbers that say, can we all just chill until eight weeks, maybe? Everybody just wear the masks and stop promoting the idea of some other crazy reason. If you've got a doc, you have a doctoral, like you have a medical reason to believe that you can't wear PPE, well, then you probably shouldn't be out walking around right now. If that's how delicate your cardiovascular system is, you probably shouldn't be going maskless at the grocery store. So if you can walk up and pick up the fruit and put it in bags, you can wear a mask for the brief period of time you're at the grocery store. So if we can all just give that a shot, I think we'd all get through our eight weeks quickly. All right, so I wanted the last thing I want to talk to you about, but let me, let me conclude that by saying good decisions are always easy to defend. You know what's right for your family. You know what's right for your business, for yourself, but you also know that it's not about just one of those categories. We have to consider all of them. And so I think the darkness of that should also be an awareness that, here, let me talk to you as a lawyer for a moment. So it kind of looks like this you probably should consider looking at your estate documents. You know, I think it's not so much that you are going to get this and you're going to die from it and you need to make sure your will and trusts are all set up appropriately. This is just some, a big missile just got shot over your bow. It didn't hit you. But you need to understand what your defenses are. And having an appropriately prepared estate plan it might cost you three or $4,000, really, if you have any assets to speak of. And you probably do. And it would include things you may not immediately think of. I would say to you that this is a very good time to consider looking at your estate documents. Pick up the phone, schedule an hour to chat with an estate lawyer. Uh, there's a lot of really good ones in most communities. I know plenty of folks that can handle Florida that are just do a great job. And, uh, but I think it's this idea that understand that this reflects your mortality. And at some point from now until the day you really do die, the issue of your future interests with your children or your wife or your friends or your community or whatever is important to you, now's a really good reminder to take care of that. And so 
Look at your life insurance. Make sure it's all what you want it to be. You may discover, as I did, that over time you can accumulate a bunch of it. You're just paying $12 here and $27 over there. And then you realize you're like, I don't need that much money if I die. So you need to understand what that number is supposed to look like. And now's a good time to take a look at your portfolio and just kind of understand where you are. Because like I said, you've got the time. You're at home now. And maybe you're not working as much as you think you are. So take care of a couple of these things. And then, of course, now is a really good time to pick up the phone and call your, your employees individually. You know, don't schedule a big Zoom putting them on the screen eight at a time. No. Pick up the phone, check in on everybody, and I think uh, everyone will do well if we kind of, it's going to be weird for a while, but not forever. This is going to end, and we'll go back to beating up big, bad insurance companies like we're supposed to. We have lots to talk about that coming up in these next couple of weeks. Check out our brand at newsmunchies.com. All right, be well. Late at night, when you get the munchies, go to www.newsmunchies.com. This is Ted Corliss. Be well.